From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Daniel Sellerson. D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra. Yeah. And the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Daniel Salerson. How goes it? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson filling in for Sean Kelly, who has the day off. Unfortunately, rough news last night for the New Orleans Pelicans as they blow a double-digit lead and fall to the San Antonio Spurs, 102-95. The Pelicans had a 12-point lead at the half, and same goes for the third quarter, but then a 38-19 fourth quarter by the Spurs uh, gets them past New Orleans. Again, 102-95 for the Spurs. It was all Tony Parker last night, 32 points, 9 assists, 12 of 24 shooting, and 8 of 9 from the line. Tim Duncan, 21 points. 10 of 20 shooting with 7 rebounds and off the bench it was Marco Bellinelli 13 points 4 of 7 shooting for the Pelicans they were led by Anthony Morrow a nice night off the bench 20 points 7 of 9 shooting 2 of 2 from downtown we'll hear from Anthony Morrow coming up in our next segment Anthony Davis 17 points 16 rebounds Eric Gordon 19 points 9 of those coming in the first quarter 6 of 13 from the field the Pelicans now 1-1 one one on the homestand. They uh, won on Saturday night against the Chicago Bulls. Again, fall last night to San Antonio Spurs, and now it's Wednesday against the Atlanta Hawks as uh, they try to get over 500 on the homestand, and then they wrap up the homestand on Friday on national television against the Minnesota Timberwolves. we got a good show today. Again, like I said, coming up, we'll have Anthony Morrow talk about his big game last night, unfortunately, in a loss for the Pelicans. And then tomorrow is signing day. I know a lot of you out there, are uh, watching as uh, high school seniors are uh, committing to certain teams. Uh, some of you hoping for LSU, some of you hoping for Tulane, but we'll talk LSU recruiting with Scott Rabelais from The Advocate. He is all over LSU recruiting. We talked to him about the recruiting class and uh, who might maybe flip on the last day, who might still join LSU tomorrow. So again, lots of excitement as there'll be nonstop coverage tomorrow all across the sports network. So again, we'll talk National Signing Day, but first... We'll have reaction from last night's Pelican Spurs game with Anthony Morrow coming up next on the Black and Blue Report. The Pelicans Valentine's three-game flex pack presented by Woodhouse Day Spa is a great gift for the basketball lover in your life. This limited-time offer includes two tickets to any three games of your choice on the Pelicans schedule, including matchups against the Clippers, Thunder, and Heat. Packages start as low as $54, plus the first 200 packs purchased will include a $25 gift card to Woodhouse Day Spa. So call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your Valentine's three-game flex pack today. NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans with an exciting lineup. The BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge is your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. On Friday, February 14th, the New Orleans Arena will play host as the rookies and sophomores team up to battle for bragging rights and make a name for themselves in the Big Easy. Tickets are on sale now through NBAevents.com for as low as $10. BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge, your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. 
This is Pelicans guard Anthony Morrow, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Anthony Morrow did have a nice night last night against the San Antonio Spurs in 22 minutes, 20 points, 7 of 9 shooting, 4 of 4 from the line, 2 of 2 from downtown. And um, after the game, our John DeShazer caught up with Anthony Morrow in the Pelicans locker room. John? Difficult loss down the stretch, um, 38-19. to 19, They outscored the Pelicans in the fourth quarter. Amo, is it difficult to swallow one? Like, what's the lesson taken from a game like this? Well, you know, we don't have any moral victories or anything like that. That's that's not what we do. But uh, we're not going to make any excuses. I think the main thing is just uh, understanding the moment. You know, teams like that, elite teams are going to make runs if you get up. You know, if, if, if you get up on them, and you, you know, they're definitely going to come out strong. You know, especially, you know, at the end of the half. You know, Coach Popovich is a great coach. They got Hall of Fame guys. They play hard, good role players. But uh, I take my hat off to our guys. We played really hard. We competed to the max 100%, gave all our effort, and uh, paid attention to the game plan. So we just got to fix the little mistakes we made down the stretch. It's one of those situations where, you know, you can you can talk about a team making a run and, and you can, you know, talk about their past history. But when you're in the middle of it, you know, guys just kind of have to, you know, get the seasoning to be able to withstand that kind of run. Yeah, yeah. We, um, you know, it's something that we, we've kind of dealt with this year with, with those type of teams, you know, um, and it's something that we're going to have to grow and learn from, obviously. Uh, it's part of the process, like I say. You know, I tell the guys all the time it's part of the process, and we got to go through it. Obviously, we don't make any excuses. We've put, been playing with a better team than we were two weeks ago. We understand what we're up against. We're not mentioning the obvious with injuries and all that. But uh, we're just going to continue to fight, man, and continue to continue to lock in and stay focused. You know, and be very professional, learn whatever schemes we need to learn, come in and work on it. So tomorrow we're going to come in and watch film and get back to work. Yeah, we see you have an extremely efficient offensive game, 20 points, only nine field goal attempts you need to get there. We've seen that before out of you this season. Just talk about your night, and it seemed like you had it going early. Were you able to curl off some screens and get some really good looks? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, I mean, I work on all different things individually, um, offensively. Uh, so it's just, you know, having an opportunity, staying sharp, even when the minutes aren't there or the minutes are low or the opportunities aren't there, you got to, you know, obviously keep grinding and staying with your routine. And I'm just blessed to have the opportunity. My teammates had great screens. Austin found me. B-Rob found me. So, uh, you know, I really attribute those guys for, um, you know, whatever I did tonight. You're a fairly young guy, but do you, you are a veteran. Do you feel like you're te- teaching these younger guys, I guess, uh, some things about professionalism? Because, you know, you, you just mentioned you are a guy who remains ready regardless of the minute count. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, especially, you know, Austin and uh, AD, obviously, and uh, Jeff as well. You know, just, just trying to be as vocal as I can. I'm, 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 pretty, I'm a pretty vocal guy in the locker room. So that's something I just want to continue to be for him, for all three of those guys. And uh, they work really hard every day there in the gym, first guys in the gym. Um, you know, I want to make sure I'm in there with them. Whatever I need to do, on or off the court to help them, that's what I'm here for. Now, obviously, uh, the team had won five out of seven coming into the night. You know, disappointing loss, but you get a chance to get right back on the horse. Atlanta comes in, you get another game on Friday night, and you get a chance to kind of get the momentum, to restart the momentum. Yeah, I think um, a positive thing is that we're definitely learning how to win, you know, at the end of games. We're learning how. We haven't all got it all the way yet, obviously, but we're definitely learning how. Um, and it's just the effort and the energy at the end of games and also being smart. So that's something that we're learning and locking in on key plays down the stretch. You know, it's not going to go your way every night or whatever, but um, I think we understand and learn it. That's the bigger picture of it. So, yeah, I continue to work with that. All right, thanks, guys. Hopefully the Pelicans can bounce back tomorrow as the Pelicans host. 
the Atlanta Hawks. Still to come on the Black and Blue Report when we come back, we'll talk signing day. We'll talk specifically LSU signing day with Scott Rabelais from The Advocate. That's coming up in one minute. Your mission, win your share of up to $3 million in free play and prizes. M-Life presents License to Thrill, only at Beau Rivage. You could win a trip to London, even a new Mercedes E350. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday. Up to 800 winners. So play for the thrill. License to Thrill. You belong at the Beau. See M-Life desk for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-777-9696. As one Entergy customer to another, I have a tip for you. Download the free Entergy app. If my power goes out, I check the app. The outage maps let me know what's happening and when to expect my lights back on. It also makes it easy to pay my bill and manage my account, all right from my smartphone. Download the app today or visit EntergyApp.com for more information. Giving me control in the palm of my hand? That's the power of people. Entergy. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Well, it's almost here. Tomorrow, high school seniors will sign their letters of intent, and then guys like Scott Rabelais and I will try to dissect who has the best recruiting class. Joining us to talk LSU recruiting is Scott Rabelais from The Advocate. Scott, good morning. How are you? Morning, guys. How are you doing? I'm good. Scott, uh, so far for LSU, they got uh, the big recruit in Leonard Fournette. But in your eyes, uh, going into tomorrow, where would you rank uh, LSU's recruiting class? Uh, it's a very good one. I mean, you know, it's ranked uh, in the top, you know, top ten uh, across the board with the, with the major recruiting services, and uh, have a, has a chance to finish uh, in the top two or three even in the country if they get the players they're hoping to get uh, at the end. But it wouldn't be LSU if there wasn't some drama, uh, you know, towards the end of uh, of signing day, uh, all the way to signing day, and that's what uh, the Tigers will probably will experience tomorrow on uh, Wednesday, rather as they. Um, as they as they wait out for those last few top recruits that they're that they're trying to land, one of those recruits is Malachi Dupree, who I saw you tweeting last night about uh, being on a flight to UCLA for uh, his recruiting, and Cam Cameron being on that same flight. Is there anything that is not say sketchy about that, but is it raising some eyebrows with people as far as recruiting violations? Well, I did at UCLA. I'm, I'm a UCLA fan, but there's there's nothing illegal about it. You know, you're allowed one visit with a player per week uh, this time of year where well, you were until the dead period that we're now in, you know, the last couple of days before Sunday uh, ended. And so uh, the flight on Friday uh, out to uh, Los Angeles that uh, he was on and Cam Cameron just happened to be sitting next to him, you know, is it a bit of a loophole? Is it, is it, is it something that, uh, you know, is, is unorthodox? Yes. Is it illegal? No. As long as it's that one visit with, with Cam and, and, Look, it's LSU would not take a chance on screwing up with uh, a prospect, especially like Malachi Dupree, because you know they they were not trying to get away with something. Because as Malachi said during his radio interview uh, on Monday night here in Baton Rouge, everyone saw them, people saw them in the airport, and they you know would say hello to him or say hello to Cam Cameron. So, so that's uh, it's just one last chance to make an impression while he was on his way out to UCLA uh, for an official visit. Uh, everyone still thinks he's probably coming to LSU, but of course, again, it's still one of those dramas that has to play out uh, on planning day. Do you think he ends up at LSU tomorrow? I do. I, I think uh, you know he would. He could have committed to LSU a long time ago, but uh, 
he wanted to he wanted to take his visits and wanted to wait till the end. And, and some kids like this. Some kids want to get it over with early, and some want to want to drag it out. And uh, he's the one who who wants uh, to drag it out. You wish they would they would make a decision earlier, but I think he's going to wind up being a Tiger guest. They really need to get him. I mean, he's the number one wide receiver in the country. You know, they've lost a couple of top prospects in Louisiana to other schools that they really wanted. Cam Cam uh, Robinson, uh, the big offensive lineman from the Monroe area, who's going to Alabama. Or Speedy Noah from Edna Carr in New Orleans, who uh, is going to Texas A&M. So they, they don't need to let him get away as well. But uh, I think they'll line up. How has uh, the hiring of Cam Cameron helped LSU recruiting-wise? I think it has helped them uh, with uh, you know quarterbacks in particular. You know, uh, you know this obviously was very, uh, certainly a need area this year with Zach Mettenberger graduating. They were going to be you know uh, 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 green in that regard this year, no matter what. Uh, you have a, a, a sophomore, going to be a junior, and Stephen Rivers coming back. But you also have Anthony Jennings, who is on the staff, uh, on the staff, on the team this year. Uh, and then you have a player like Brandon Harris, who's coming in uh, this year, a freshman from Bossier City, who's highly regarded. He and Jennings are both kind of dual threat quarterbacks, and they they have similar styles. And I think this is the direction LSU is going to likely want to go in a little more with someone who is a, a run-pass threat that's certainly in vogue in college football. I think LSU is going to go more in that direction. So I think uh, people recognize players recognize Cam with his uh, his ties to uh, you know, his NFL background and that sort of thing, that he's a guy who can help them get there. They also have Hayden Reddick on the team, a quarterback from out in Los Angeles who uh, took a red shirt this past year who will uh, you know, hope to be in the mix this year, or he might be moving on. But uh, uh, he's certainly got a shot for right now. So uh, I, I think it has definitely helped him. And, and I, I think uh, certainly he had a hand in LSU uh, hiring Jeff Grimes, the new offensive line coach, which in turn we, they hope will help them you know, bring in some good recruits on the offensive line. So it's all kind of connected there. I think uh, Les Miles gives Cam Cameron a lot of autonomy with the offense, and I, I think uh, they're trying to use it to their advantage pretty well. We're talking with Scott Rabelais from The Advocate, talking LSU recruiting. You mentioned uh, Speedy Noel going to Texas A&M, that New Orleans uh, football player. Um, in the two years that Texas A&M and Missouri have been in the SEC, how has that affected uh, recruiting for schools like LSU? I don't think Missouri has affected it too much for LSU. LSU and Missouri cross paths somewhat in uh, in southeast Texas. You know, LSU likes to recruit in the Houston area and up into the, up into the uh, Dallas and Texas area as well. They've got... Uh, a couple of players from out there, like like Ed Paris and uh, Cameron Gamble, uh, kicker. Ed Paris is a defensive back who's originally from the New Orleans area. But they uh, they have not crossed paths too much. Texas A&M, however, is a different story. You know, LSU and A&M, uh, they're they're fighting over a lot of the same turf. And for uh, for A&M to come in and get a player like Speedy Noel, it's a coup. You know, certainly. But LSU has obviously gotten their share of uh, of talented players from from Texas over the years. And I imagine that will that will continue. I'm not. Uh, I, I don't think it's uh, it's something that people need to be worried that LSU is losing too much. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. And and I think that's uh, that's certainly uh, it was the case has been the case so far this year with recruiting. And I think it'll it'll continue to be the case. Uh, but Trey Quinn, uh, a player from uh, Barb High School in Lake Charles, that's somebody that Texas A&M wanted. That's kind of you know he's kind of right in the middle between equidistant between LSU and Texas A&M. They were able to get him. Uh, Corey Washington, he's he's a player, a tight end from Westlake in the in the Lake Charles area. Probably bears a little bit of watching on, on signing day, but uh, certainly expected to, uh, to come with the LSU. Um, 
Pearland uh, High School, uh, Tony Upchurch, a wide receiver, as a guy uh, LSU got from over in the Texas area. So uh, yeah, they are um, they're fighting it out, but uh, they're they're the, like I said, both sides are going to uh, to win some. Uh, and speaking of Texas uh, recruits, though, uh, one um, and I'm going to botch this name, but forgive me, Sayone uh, Toema, um, a, a lineman from uh, whose uh, Texas commitment is also from uh, from Texas. Uh, he's uh, he's a, a defensive uh, lineman who may fl- LSU get to flip LSU may get him to flip on signing day, and in hopes of also landing his brother uh, Maya to him next year, and he is uh, one of the top offensive tackles in the country next year. So that might be kind of a package deal that LSU's uh, working on. We'll see how that works out on signing day. Scott, that brings me to my last question. We see a, we're starting to see a small trend where coaches you know jump from team to team. Now it seems like there's a chance that a lot of players can flip their decision on signing day. Are we starting to see that more and more? You know, I think, you know, with the proliferation of, you know, these recruiting services, and, of course, you know, tomorrow is just going to be wall-to-wall coverage on ESPNU of signing day all day long and uh, and a couple of the other sports networks as well and talk shows devoted to it and 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 websites and message boards. I think you're seeing, you know, a little more of that. Recruiting has always been a – uh, a, a, a difficult thing to, uh, to 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 try to pin down. You know, right. kids uh, on a whim. You know, change change their minds. You know, the famous story years ago of Harvey Williams supposedly be on his way to announce he was going to Texas A and M, uh, and some some girls were singing the the A and M fight song uh, at him, and it kind of rubbed him the wrong way. And he said LSU, and he of course wound up coming to LSU and starring <laughs> for LSU back in the 1980s. You know, things happen, uh, you know, that it's just hard to predict with young 17- and 18-year-old men. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be some drama, and it's gone both ways for LSU. They, they were able to pull in a, a guy like Sam Montgomery um, uh, a few years ago from South, South Carolina that was very unexpected. They lost a player to Texas a couple of years ago uh, on, on signing day uh, that was, uh, you know, expected all along to sign with LSU, and he, he did sign with Texas. So, There'll probably be a couple of dramas tomorrow. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if LSU lost a player, uh, like a, a player to watch DeAndre Clark, a, a defensive lineman from uh, Oklahoma, who LSU's had committed for a long time. But there's a pull for him to uh, to stay closer to home, and so that you know that can that can happen. You know, the family would probably like to to stay there and, and maybe go to school in Norman instead. And there's a chance they'll shoot, like I said, could flip one of these, uh, you know, these Texas commitments tomorrow and get them to sign with with them. Or there could be others. Yeah, I, I think we're, the chances of you seeing this on an annual basis has has gone up a little bit in the last few years. It adds to the drama. It adds to what right. people like about re- recruiting, which is a lot of drama. Absolutely, that's Scott Rabelais from the Advocate. You can follow him and all the drama tomorrow at Rabelais ADV. That's R A B A L A I S A D V. Scott, thanks for joining me today, and uh, enjoy signing day tomorrow. Uh, nothing to be more enjoying than seeing it all wrapped up tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll wrap things up next on the Black and Blue Report. Basketball fans of all ages, NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans and tips off with four days of basketball action. February 13th through the 16th, NBA All-Star Jam Session transforms the New Orleans Ernest Memorial Convention Center into 40 interactive activities. Fans can test their skills, score free autographs from NBA stars, and pick up the hottest NBA All-Star merchandise. Jam Session is your family's ticket to everything NBA All-Star. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours today at NBAevents.com. 
When your Pelicans take on the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday, February 5th, it's your chance to walk up and win, presented by the Louisiana Lottery. Visit the New Orleans Arena box office starting at noon on February 5th to purchase a lower bowl seat for only $35. Then, try your luck in winning a seat upgrade courtesy of the Louisiana Lottery. Over 50% of the seats will be upgraded with some lucky fans taking in the game action from the floor. Visit pelicans.com today for details. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Not only can you listen to the show on the Pelicans and Saints mobile app, but you can uh, download the show on iTunes every day. Just hit the subscribe button after searching Black and Blue Report, and it will come right to your mobile device or your tablet. You can also listen on both websites, pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Black Blue Report. You can follow Sean Kelly at Sean Kelly Live and myself at D. Salerson. Our thanks to Scott Rabelais and Anthony Morrow for joining us on today's show. Good show coming up tomorrow. Of course, it's Pelicans and Hawks tomorrow at the arena. So we'll have Steve Holman, the radio voice for the Atlanta Hawks, come on and preview that game. And it's also a Wesley Wednesday. So, of course, David Wesley will join the program. And we'll have a special guest, Chris Henderson, the lead guitarist for Three Doors Down, is a big Saints fan, and he will join us on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. So you don't want to miss any of that as the Pelicans, again, host the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night at New Orleans Arena. It's also a chance for you to walk up and win, presented by the Louisiana Lottery this Wednesday against the Hawks. Starting at noon at the New Orleans Arena box office, you can purchase a lower bowl ticket for $35 and try your luck to win a seat upgrade courtesy of the Louisiana Lottery. Over 50% of the tickets purchased will be upgraded with some lucky fans receiving floor seats for that night's game. So you don't want to miss that. Visit pelicans.com today for more details. So Sean Kelly is back tomorrow for the Black and Blue Report. Again, Steve Holman, radio voice of the Hawks, David Wesley, and Chris Henderson, the lead guitarist for Three Doors Down. Well, that'll do it for today's show. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Hope everyone has a great day rest of your Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.